handoff to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Hughes hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Pater. And a one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Cody Felger here, Andrew Thomason back on the podcast once again. Andrew, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, Cody. All is well here with my family and personally. How about you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, Doing pretty good considering the kind of downtime we have right now in the offseason and excited this next month for training camp and all that kind of stuff. I think it's going to be a really good time, but uh, yeah, doing as well as I can right now. So Andrew, you wrote an article for Stampy Blue a couple days ago and and really was looking at this Colts defense, right? And you know the Colts defense was pretty good in 2020, all things considered. They were eighth overall in total yardage allowed, 10th overall in points per game allowed. But, you know, all wasn't perfect on this Colts defense. There were still some things the Colts probably could have cleaned up and need to clean up if they want to take this defense from being a pretty good unit in 2020 to a great unit or even an elite unit in 2021. And so, Andrew, you referenced specifically the Colts defensive line, right? And how last year we talked about, and we've talked about it to death on this podcast, how, you know, the the interior of your defensive line is pretty good, especially DeForest Buckner, what he provided. But where the problem came in was the lack of edge pressure at times. And obviously the Colts felt that way with their, what they did in the draft. And they drafted two defensive ends back to back there in rounds one and two. What are your overall thoughts? Just, just take me through a little bit your thought process in this article and just this topic of conversation that I feel like is really, really good for Colts fans to consider and talk about. Well, for me, Cody, like you said, it primarily relates to the defensive line. And one of the biggest issues is, myself, and I'm sure many others have pointed out, was the inconsistency in terms of pass rush along the edge. And that's where, like you said, we saw the Colts go in the first two rounds of the draft. And first round pick, Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. Second round pick, Ballard doubled down and took a Dio Adengbo. And so even though Adengbo may not contribute right, right away, there are certainly uh, traits that obviously the Colts were excited about, you know, because they took him so high. Uh, and then there were several reports, you know, after the draft by Stephen Holder and Zach Kiefer and many other Colts reporters that other teams had interest in Dio Dango. It wasn't just the Colts. that He wasn't going to fall farther from where the Colts ended up taking him. I think it was 54th overall. But, yeah, for me, like I said, it's, it's can the Colts' defensive line go from good to great? Because they were really good last year, especially towards the back half of the season, you know, the run defense was exceptional. I think they were second in the NFL, only mm-hmm. to Tampa Bay. Um, DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart are certainly two of the better defensive tackles in the entire NFL, in my mind. But that edge rush, not that the talent isn't there necessarily, Cody, but the inconsistencies were certainly there. And that was sort of their Achilles heel, especially in that playoff game against the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they couldn't really find much of a pass rush from the edge, and that ultimately, I think, was part of what led to their defeat. Uh, so if, you know, guys like Quiddy Pay and Taekwon Lewis and Kamoko Ture, who's coming back 100% healthy, if they can step up and, and play a major role and, and help out DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart, I think this Colts defense will take a big step 2021. 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you. I think it comes down to some of these guys taking a, <clears throat> a larger role here in 2021. And really, you know, we, we've had a lot of these guys who have a lot of talent, but I think the word inconsistency is a fair word to put on a lot of these guys. I mean, you mentioned some of those guys, uh, you know, Kamoko Ture, Ben Banigou, Taekwon Lewis, like they've all had moments. And I would say Taekwon at this point has had probably more moments because he's had a full season where he's played pretty good football, but none of these guys have become, you know, maybe where they were potentially drafted and where they were thought their ceiling could be. They haven't reached that ceiling yet. And I, I feel like it's fair to say, like, you just need one of these guys to hit and really, really be a stud. And then your defensive line is so much different. And your defense is so much different than it was in 2020. And, you know, it's just like the consistency. It's like, you know, you see these flashes of brilliance, can you put it together for, you know, games on games? Can you put it together for stretches? And that's just been something the Colts, unfortunately, at defensive end, have struggled to find with these draft picks so far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you said it perfectly. And really, since Dwight Franey and Robert Mathis left, the Colts have really struggled to find, like you said, that dominant edge presence, the guy, you know, the Miles Garrett's, the Chase Young's, the Nick Bosons. I mean, I know those are arguably, you know, generational prospects and those only come around once every five or 10 years. But even still, you take a guy, like you mentioned, Cody, in the high second round, I think you expect him to come in and maybe not be super productive right away, but to certainly grow in his own right and to help contribute uh, and make key game-changing plays for this Colts defense. And Taekwon Lewis, to his credit, as you mentioned, has certainly taken a step in the right direction. Kamoko Ture, by no fault of his own, has had some injuries um, that he's looking to obviously bounce back from. And then Bam Banagoos hasn't really shown much just yet. I know the Colts are really hoping that he hits home uh, in this 2021 season and obviously moving mm -hmm. forward too. And, and that'll really be a big determining factor about how, I mean, solid this Colts defense can be in the 2021 season. I mean, to me, Cody, those two things go hand in hand, pass rush and coverability from your corners. I mean, if your corners can cover for a long enough period, then your pass rush can get home. But if your pass rush can get there within two to three seconds, then your corners don't have to cover as long. So it, it all is a part of each other to, to a degree. And I think that that's, like I said, going to be a major part of, of what this Colts defense looks like for this 2021 season. Yeah, there was a couple things that you mentioned that I think were interesting. I want to kind of double back on. You mentioned just the way the Colts like to ru you know, rush for and get to the quarterback. That's kind of how their defense is predicated on. They want to be able to rush for and get home doing that. And I think that was, that's been really what their Achilles heel has been on this defense, right? They haven't been able to fully rush for and get consistent pressure. Sometimes they'll have really, really good games, right? But then other games, they're barely touching the quarterback. So it's just like something, you know, consistency needs to happen there. And just even getting one of these guys that can consistently rush, I think will be so huge. And also Quiddy Pay, who we mentioned coming in, we think he could, could has the potential to be a really good pass rusher here in the near future, but he's still a rookie, right? Um, he He's still going to have some growing pains, as every player does, especially players taken a little bit later on in that first round. Most of the time, especially with pass rush, it seems like, unless you're like the Chase Young, the Nick Bosas, or, you know, Miles Garretts, it typically takes a little bit longer for pass rushers to kind of fully get to their potential right away, right? They're not they're not normally coming in and having double-digit sacks as a rookie. That's just reality in the NFL. Not to say he can't do it, because I think he definitely can, 
But I think that also just expedites the need for one of these other two, three, four-year veterans to really take that leap forward. And honestly, I feel like it's just a, a little bit like the standard for the second round picks is so high. It's almost a little bit unfair to some of these guys with how good Ballard has been at finding these second round guys. I mean, my goodness, you have Darius Leonard, Braden Smith, just to name a few there, man. And Michael Pittman, even last year, look what he did in Taylor. And then you have some of these other guys on the defensive line. And you're just like, haven't seen that kind of impact quite yet. So I feel like it's a little bit unfair, but also you do need to see that come to fruition here very soon. If your defense wants to take that next leap and become um, a dominant unit, like we said, in 2021, that's where it's going to take, in my opinion. Oh, I agree completely. And the other thing, too, Cody, I mean, look at where the NFL is going. If it's not already there, it is a pass-heavy, pass-oriented league where you have quarterbacks that can constantly move outside the pocket and make plays off script. I mean, of course, you have some quarterbacks in there that aren't really as mobile. Maybe your Kirk Cousins or Jared Goffs, Tom Brady, obviously. Mm -hmm. They don't really scare you from a dual threat standpoint, but your Lamar Jacksons and your Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilsons and Kyler Murrays, I mean, all those guys can make you miss from the interior of the pocket. Like I said, they can get outside and make plays off script. And so the importance of having a pass rush is vital, you know, now more than ever, really, because – in order to compete with those guys, you have to be able to, to get them on the ground. And like I said, with their ability to move outside the pocket and whatnot, it makes it even harder and more difficult for those defensive ends. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And we even saw in that Buffalo game, right? Like why was the big reason the Colts couldn't get off the field on defense it was because they could not consistently put pressure on the edge on Josh Allen. And he was able to do things that he's, you know, that's a reason why he was taken so early and the reason why the bills have entrusted their franchise into him. And it seems like a lot of these quarterbacks in the AFC and some of the contending teams have quarterbacks like that, that can do a little bit of both. They can throw it, they can pass it. And if you can't get consistent pressure on them, they're going to make you pay one way or another. So I definitely agree with you there. And also just, you know, the importance of finding that number two corner and figuring out who it is this off season and this coming season. I think that's vital as well because Rocky Sin's been up and down. I mean, a lot of people think, you know, for some corners, it takes a couple of years. Year three is really when you potentially see them take that next step. So people think maybe this is a year for Rocky Sin. You know, you have Marvell Tell coming back. You have TJ Carey, who played in spurts last year for you. You have Isaiah Rogers. So you have a lot of guys vying for that position. But right now it's an open competition, and whoever wins it really needs to step up and play well alongside Xavier Rhodes and Kenny Moore. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's vital. I mean, you mentioned it. The Colts' pass defense was ranked 20. It's, it's not terrible, but it's certainly not top 10 or top 5, I'm sure, where Chris Ballard and, and Matt Eberflus and Frank Reich would really like it to be. And so finding that number two corner is vital for this defense. I mean, Xavier Rhodes was exceptional for the team last season. And then Rocky Sin, he had some of his moments, uh, but then he also had some moments of inconsistency and I, I think too many penalties. And, and in the NFL, I mean, you've got to, like I just mentioned, with as pass heavy as the league is becoming, you have to be able to cover longer as a corner and you have to be able to not commit so many uh, head scratching and somewhat, and, and in some events, I should say, game altering penalties. I mean, you look at the game against the Green Bay Packers, the deep ball from Aaron Rodgers right before halftime where Rocky Sin was covering, I think it was Valdez Scantling. And he got called for pass interference and it allowed the Packers to go up 14 points instead of seven. I mean, that's those are the kinds of plays that can turn the tide one way or the other for any NFL team, really. So that and along with other reasons that you mentioned is is 
why it's important, like you said, for the Colts to really find that true number two corner. Yeah. And fortunately for guys like Rocky Hassan and Isaiah Rogers and, you know, all these other young corners, they're going to finally have an off season here where they're with the team fully, right? Last year was just so weird with all the COVID protocols and all that stuff, not allowed, not being able to be with your team. And I just wonder how much that messed with some of those young corners, specifically Rocky Hassan in this case. And I wonder how much more now being in the room now, with those guys, with the Xavier Rhodes, with a Kenny Moore, even with a TJ Carey who has experience, how much more valuable it's going to be for some of these young guys and to see what kind of leaps they can take here in you know their, their first couple seasons. So I'm really looking forward to that. But yeah, Andrew, I think you're exactly right. If there's an Achilles heel of this defense, it's been the past defense. It's been the past defense, it seems like, for a couple of years now. And if the Colts can take that next leap on defense, they can go from just a good defense to potentially a top five defense. All right, guys, that'll do it for this video. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Andrew, for coming on as always. It's always a good time. Absolutely. All right, guys, if you're if you're still here, thank you so much. If you haven't yet, be sure to hit that like button. Be sure to subscribe, turn on notifications so you know when we post new videos. And also check out Andrew's article on stampyblue.com. I know we talked, touched on it a little bit, but read that article and, you know, leave good feedback, do all that kind of stuff. Because Andrew, I know you put in good work. I know the kind of grind you're on. So uh, people, please check him out. He's always awesome. And give him a follow on Twitter also, because he posts great Colts content there. But all right, that'll do it for this one, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, go Colts. Yeah.